Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. All right, folks, here we go. Pittsburgh works time, and it's time to start off as we always do on a Sunday morning on Rob Pratt Sunday at KDK with Doug Oster, DougOster.com. Final day for him at the Duquesne Light Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show as that curtain is about ready to come down after a very successful run. Ladies and gentlemen, though, let's start off by giving you the opportunity to win a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles, but you've got to be the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. In our second segment, we'll be taking your phone calls. That's the exact number to call to also get a question into Doug. That's coming up in our second segment at 412-922-1020. But he's got a lot to get to to begin, including what he'll be doing one more time on the stage today at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Good morning, Douglas. Good morning, Rob. Don't you hate losing an hour's sleep? (laughs) Because I sure do. I've been losing an hour's sleep every day the entire time I've been on this earth. So it's just another day at the office, my friend. All right, let's get to work. Yes, last day for the Decaying Light Home and Garden Show at the Convention Center. I'll be there today at 1 p.m., and it's really been something. Um, you know, I was at the Convention Center when COVID hit, and they closed the show down. We didn't know what COVID was. And now this is the first thing I've been at that's been had a sense of normalcy and so it's been nice to see everybody Uh, i'm upstairs this year in the farm to table expo i've got seeds for you while they last the last day i think i'll have enough for everybody it's a a type of uh, swiss chard called perpetual spinach i like it a lot it's a heirloom that it grows like a swiss chard but it has a texture more like spinach I also have a, uh, you'll have a chance to win an herb plant, courtesy of Bidwell Training Center. And I've got a, some cool garden books I'm bringing, too. We just give those away by birthdays. I pick birthdays out of the air. And you know what? Believe it or not, the last two or three days, I've picked some birthdays and hit them right, on, nailed them right on the date. So that's been kind of fun. Of course, you don't have to say what year you were born. Uh, we'll be talking all about uh, having your best garden ever, taking your questions, I also have been having fun bringing up some special guests. And, in fact, one of my guests from yesterday's show at the Home and Garden Show was Homestead Jen Tompkins from Rent the Chicken. And we're going to talk to her after the first break. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, I really like this this program. If you've ever, you know, wondered if you could take care of chickens, and I, I just I love raising chickens. It's, it's wonderful. And in that area that I'm at, oh, they have lots of cool food and I guess probably the most popular booth is the uh, the moonshine booth, <laughs> especially yesterday after the parade. We saw lots of people at the moonshine booth. Uh, coming up, St. Patrick's Day, the actual St. Patrick's Day, that's when we start our peas. At least that's what Grandma said, and I uh, have a story all about that at Pittsburgh Earth Day uh, called The Green Voice. 
And looking at the weather, it seems funny that today, uh, you know, 11 degrees out there right now, that in just a few days it's going to be 65 and we could get our peas in. And I am a broken record, but always trying to tell people that if the soil's too wet, you can't work it. Don't get in there. So who knows what we'll see. Depends on what your soil's like. You know, I've got some raised beds. I might be okay. But we just get in there with a shovel, turn it over, and if that shovel sticks, if that soil sticks to the shovel, <laughs> it's too wet. Uh, and so in that case, we just get a bag of compost. We throw it on top, and we get our peas in, and we'll we'll be started. <laughs> the season will be started. Of course, even though it's it's time to start your peas, I'll be starting lettuce and beets and Swiss chard and arugula and radishes and all the other cool weather crops that I love like that from from seed. And it's very exciting to get started. You know, under that eight inches of snow that I have out there, I've got snowdrops buried. That'll be interesting to see when they melt. Uh, crocuses were just about, uh, I had one, one bloom, but just about ready to go. And uh, we'll see we'll see what it looks like after we get the the big thaw tomorrow. Later in the show, Mrs. Know-It-All is going to talk about getting seeds started indoors. And I am very excited to announce that on St. Patrick's Day, I'll start a uh, free series of 10 gardening classes to take you from starting your seeds through May planting. It's all courtesy of Farm to Table Western Pennsylvania. I've been doing a lot of work for them. I love working with them. And it's on your computer. So you just log on. It's free. You don't have to take all 10. You could take one. They're all listed on my website, and they happen live every Thursday at 5 p.m., again, starting on St. Patrick's Day. Or you can watch them later once you're registered. If, you don't, if you're not around at 5 o'clock, I'll be covering seed starting, composting, kids gardening, plant propagation, early planting, container gardening, planting for pollinators, all, all, all sorts of things. As I said, it's absolutely free, and you'll be able to register today if you want. You just go to DougOster.com, and we had a lot of fun with these classes last year. Last year I did them like four classes at a time, but I thought, you know, let's do a, let's follow the whole season through, the beginning of the season, the spring, uh, just following what I do, you know, starting on St. Patrick's Day with the peas and the other things, and then all the way through until we put our tomatoes in the ground brand new for me uh, it's and again i want these classes to be absolutely free that that's important and it's so easy to be able to do it from your computer uh, you know all you do is click a couple little buttons and you're there so check out the classes dougoster.com uh, we're going to have so much fun because we're going to be talking to each other back and forth that's the part i like the best and hearing your stories and questions and everything else so take a look if you can and the uh, fun continues. <laughs> Next Sunday, I'll be appearing at the South Hills Home Show, which is at the uh, Cool Springs Expo. I'm actually no, not sure what it's called. Cool Springs. <laughs> it's a big dome in the South Hills. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about it next week. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, I get really upset this time of the year when I'm watching TV and I'm clicking through the different home shopping networks. Um, you know me, I I want a deal, and I want you to get the deal. And it breaks my heart when I see things on some of these shows that are way too expensive. And they're kind of, you know, kind of fooling you with the way they're showing you the, what the plant looks like in three days. I'm sorry, three years. 
Yeah, in three days, too. You know, it's really hard to ship plants, okay? Uh, people try and ship me plants all the time from all these big companies. They want me to try it. They want me to grow it. They want me to review it. They want me to, to see what it's like. And I'll tell you, about 25% of those plants don't make it. And so if if you're any of these plants, that, at least that I've seen on these shows, you could find at your local nursery so much cheaper and certainly in better quality where you're not shipping it across the country. And <laughs> my wife kind of gets tired of it as I rant and rave, uh, you know, when the next product comes up and I'm calculating, you know, how much this would be here compared to buying it from them. I understand the the ease of it, okay? You know, we're all doing that. Just click a button and it comes. But don't pay more than you should. Uh, I just... It just makes me mad. <laughs> uh, like I said, everything that, that they're offering, you could find locally. And if not, you could just ask your local nursery to get it for you. And, and it's going to be in much better shape. It's going to do much better in your garden. So at least that's my opinion. Rob, you want to get out a little early so we can have a little bit more time for our guests? A- absolutely. We'll do that. Homestead Jen from Rent to Chicken. Also, your call is still to come if you want to reserve some space on the phone lines. It is 412-922-1020. 412-922-1020. The Organic Gardener, Doug Oster. Rob Pratt Sunday, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. And joining Doug right now, it's Homestead Jen from Rent to Chicken. Doug, go ahead. Oh, I'm so excited. Yesterday at the Home and Garden Show, I got to sit down with Homestead Jeb, Jen Hopkins from, I'm sorry, let's start again, Jen. <laughs> it's early in the morning. Thanks for getting up so early. So we got to talk with Jen Hopkins yesterday from Rent the Chicken, and we had a great talk, and I think what you're doing is wonderful. Explain a little bit about what Rent the Chicken is, and again, thanks for getting up at this ungodly hour. <laughs> sure thing. Happy to be here. I was just telling your producer, I'm, I was practicing this morning, trying not to have my morning voice, but I don't think it, I don't think it works, so I apologize. Um, so listen, here at Rent the Chicken, we provide a chance for people to try out having backyard hens for fresh eggs without the long-term commitment. So we bring a chicken coop to someone's backyard uh, with two or four egg-laying hens uh, for a six-month rental. It's a true try-before-you-buy. It's really neat, honestly. And how did you come up with this idea? Because it is a big commitment, and you don't know if you've never done this before. And and what a great idea to be able to try it out. Oh, thank you. So um, I my job was coming to an end, and I needed a job. And uh, my husband was scrolling through um, the Internet. He looked up crazy business ideas, and chicken rentals was on there. Now, we um, looked up the company, you know, we, we didn't look up, uh, we looked up, sorry, the, the theory of chicken rentals, and there was a lady in Alabama offering a couple of chickens at a time, um, and now, I mean, I don't know what happened to her. She didn't stay around very long, uh, but here we are, rent the chicken since 2013, uh, and we're all across the United States and Canada. We have farmers who have partnered with us to uh, use our branding, build their coops, raise their chickens, and um, make their deliveries. And it really has, it's been a wonderful experience to be able to help so many people. 
venture into this new world of, um, we consider it like having a tomato plant on their porch, uh, where they're just having a couple chickens, yard-to-table style eggs. And how many people end up, percentage-wise, falling in love with their chickens and wanting to keep their chickens? Oh, great question. A lot of people love their chickens, and about 50% either adopt right at the end of the six-month rental or they ask us to winter their chickens for them, which, um, which means they then will have their chickens again in the spring. And talk a little bit about, explain to people just how wonderful chickens are, what great pets they make. They are fantastic pets. They can be trained. They can, um, they're therapeutic. So they, they coo and they hop on people's laps. They're just so wonderful. They have, um, many different sounds. They can recognize up to like 100 faces. How amazing is that? I don't think I can recognize 100 faces. What's the best thing for you in in this business, Uh, you know, renting chickens to people and seeing how they react? Yeah, it's um, it really is the interaction with our renters, whether it be on the phone or at deliveries or even at the home show this past week, um, just people's reaction of how amazing the chickens are. When um, When I'm holding a chicken and someone asks if they want to pet it, I say, sure, but wait, I want you to know this chicken is soft like a kitty. And because people are so surprised when when they pet it, and these, the hens are just so comfortable and so soft, people wouldn't expect it. I mean, I don't know what people are expecting when they will go to pet a chicken, but they're not expecting the chicken to be, they're not expecting that chicken to be soft, I'll tell you that. Um, but just to know that we're making this impact on the community uh, not just about having a food source close to their table, but also having um, these interactions with the chickens far different than what what they could have ever imagined. Well, I always say that my chickens, anyway, city chickens have names, and so they are pets. And just tell people about the eggs the, the eggs are, are like you said, when you when you uh, your analogy of a tomato plant, but fresh eggs are to die for. Oh, they're so amazing! They're so delicious. They they're vibrant in color, and the egg whites are um, are stiffer. They don't slide around in your frying pan. Uh, there's like a dimension to the egg whites. They're not just this. It's not just this liquidy substance. The um, um, they're fantastic in baked goods as well. So if if anyone's listening and you uh, like to bake some cookies or cakes and you use a fresh egg, your your um, baked goods just get more fluffier. They're just they stand a little taller because the fresh eggs have that extra dimension to them. So you're at the Home and Garden Show today from ten to six. It's on the second floor uh, at the Farm t- Table Expo. But there are some hatching chickens too, right? Oh, yes. We have our program called Hatch the Chicken, which is a five-week rental. 
three weeks of the eggs in the incubator, and then the baby chicks hatch, move them to the cage. For two weeks, when they're a little stinky, we come on by and pick them up. But at the Home and Garden Show, yesterday we hatched out so many little babies. Well, you know, we didn't. The chicks did all the work, I'll be honest. And so we we expect when we go in today, more chicks will be hatched, and then we'll be able to move them to the cage today, and people can... Uh, see the babies running around the cage. It, it was really amazing to see so many people see the babies come to life yesterday when there's so much not life all around us. And chicken races too, is that right? Oh, we will have some chicken races. I'm not sure on the times. Um, I'm thinking like two and four. We can't have them too late. The chickens go to bed and then they're not interested in a, a chicken race at all. Uh, so chicken races... It's sometimes more like a chicken meander, but it is super fun. <laughs> all right, Jen, thank you again so much for getting up so early. I know you got to work all day at the show. Go out to the Home and Garden Show. Go up to the second floor to the Farm to Table Expo and check out Rent the Chicken. It is it is just an absolutely wonderful thing. I hope you can get back to bed before you have to go down to the convention center, Jen. Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. But thanks so much, Doug, for having me. Really appreciate it. Have a good morning, everyone. All right. Listen, we're going to come back on the other side and give you a chance to talk to Doug about anything, even if you want to discuss uh, Homestead Gen and uh, Rent the Chicken. Pretty cool stuff. And, of course, the final day of the Duquesne Light Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show. He'll be there doing what he does best, farm-to-table section, and, of course, up on stage talking to you with some great little giveaways as well, too. What an exceptional run it's been, and uh, they will be back in the fall for another edition of the Home and Garden Show. But in the meantime, I want to remind you, if you have a question for Doug and you want to get in here and give us a call, 412 412- Nine two two ten twenty. That's four one two nine two two ten twenty. All right, time for that second half hour of the uh, Organic Gardener with Doug Oster getting ready for his final performance at the Duquesne Light Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show Farm to Table. He'll be up on stage later today. But right now, if you're the tenth uh, caller at four one two nine two two ten twenty, you are going to win a gift certificate worth twenty five dollars to head to Janoski's in Clinton. So 10th caller wins it at 412-922-1020. Do have one call that came in before the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Kathy, who's got a question for Doug. Kathy, you're on KDKA. Good morning. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Doug. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Hey, I have a question, two questions. One is about silver maple trees. Okay. I have one on either side of my house, and I have one behind my house. Um, and... The the reason that they're there is because I had one a long time ago and cut it down, and then they sprung up, you know, around my yard, and they were in great places, so I left them there. Now, I had bought that silver maple at a garden store, so it was a landscape-type tree. Um, you know, it doesn't get real big. But my sister-in-law now has me scared because she said you have to really watch with the roots because they, they could get into, like, your pipes and stuff. Is that true? They're pretty shallow rooted, actually. Most maples are are shallow rooted, and do you? I mean, what kind of pipes are we talking about? I mean, do you have the thing we'd be worried about would be like clay tile? Uh, yeah, that's you know. what she said. I don't know because we have the one tree is right behind where the gas lines are in, and you know, so I don't know if those are clay or not. Um, no, no, but, no, 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 no. The, 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 what I'm talking about is an old-style, like, drain system from an old house that would have clay tile. And, again, the maples are so shallow-rooted, it's probably not a problem. 
if you were really concerned, the thing to do would just get a, a certified arborist to come out. Like they come out for free, but mm-hmm. in my opinion, I, I I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, because she was because I know weeping willow trees. They have really roots that go. Yeah, and okay, for a weeping willow, definitely. You don't want that yeah. near anything, anything that would have water, and it, it, it will search out water. Uh, she was comparing it to that, and I was like, I think no, 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 no. You get you two different, completely two different species there. Okay, great. Why is she trying to scare? Why is she trying to scare you anyway? Because her neighbor, she said her neighbor had a silver maple, and it and it got into their clay pipes, and I don't know. So, well, I didn't feel like that sounded right because especially since I bought it at a landscape place years ago, you know, and I thought, well, they're not going to sell trees for landscaping that are going to, Well, know. they would. They'd, they'd sell, a, well, they'd sell a, a, a willow. You just have to know where to put true. it. Right. I think you'll be okay. Like I said, when you look at how a maple, how its roots grow, they're almost on the surface. Okay. And so okay, you'll be fine. All right, my what other was your, What was, was your second question? I want to put in a lilac bush right under my windows um, in front of my house because I, I like in the springtime to open up the windows and have that smell blow into the house, you know? So I know there's different varieties, and I'd like one that doesn't get real big. Do you have a recommendation for one that wouldn't get super big? How big are we talking? How big is the window? I mean, the other thing I mean, you got to worry about, too, is that even though you're going to be getting a smaller lilac, a lot of times it'll say five feet, six feet, but it'll keep it'll keep growing. You, you, they just don't stop; they just kind of slow down at, at that you know when they get to a certain age. So, what are you thinking have, as far as height? Well, I have a decent space um, under my windows. I have like a very large. I'd say it's like I don't know, fourteen feet long by. You know, across the front of my house, it's, it's almost like a giant planter, you know, so to speak. I, there's a little, like, retaining wall there, and it's all filled with dirt. And right now there's just one little rose bush and a salvia next to it. But um, if it, if I planted it, there's plenty of room for it to blossom and be, you know, five feet or whatever. Do you mean up or around? Yeah, yeah, well, how tall you want it to be. Um, I mean, it could get to be, like, I don't know five feet tall, maybe six, and it could probably be, I don't know, like four feet around circumference. That would fit. So there's one called the dwarf Korean lilac you might like. Uh, They get four to six feet tall, five to seven feet wide. It's kind of shrubby. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what I would suggest you do, what area are you in? Imperial. So, yeah, I I would actually go... To like Janoski's to the the uh, the garden side, where the shrubs and trees are, mm-hmm. and poke ar- poke around there because not only are you going to go for size, you're going to also think about uh, color. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't ha- doesn't have to be purple, but if you love purple, you could do it that way. There's so many different beautiful lilacs out there. Yeah, I do and like you, the purple. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's one that I grow. That I'm, I'm not recommending for you, just to, so you know about it. It's a reblooming type. It's called bloomerang. Now it blooms like three or four times during the year, but it doesn't have that intense fragrance. And that's what I think you want. I mean, you want yeah, that. Yeah, I do. It's kind of a one-trick pony, but it's a great trick that lilac <laughs> throws. And like you said, to open up those windows in the spring. Yeah, and, and that have lilac, that smell. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So poke, what was poke the one you the told little, me? The little worm one. Dwarf Korean called? lilac. Dwarf Korean. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Good luck. Thank I you. appreciate your call. All right. Here's Bob on KDK for Doug Oster. Hi, Bob. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Um, All right. What's going okay, on? What I? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I have a uh, hillside that has forsythia on it. Uh, a few weeks ago, I went out. I I trimmed it down to the ground level, but I just want to get rid of this stuff. It's it's just terrible. It drives me crazy. And <laughs> uh, what can I use to uh, kill the root? You know, I think you'd be better off just continually cutting it until it it exhausts itself because it's going to be hard to get something on those roots that's really going to do the job. If you, how t- steep is that hillside? It's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty uh, pretty steep. Um, it's uh, you know the one went up and tried cutting it. It's, it was killing me the, the whole day. It's a whole. Uh, day all right. Well, you know they they make some. Uh, Organic herbicides that you could use, some stuff called uh, Burnout or Nature's Avenger that if you sprayed that on there, it would do a pretty good job. But I'll tell you what, forsythia is persistent, as you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what was it about forsythia that drives you nuts? Because it's um, so it's funny just, because it's, other people just love it because it's the, it's the just, first thing to It's just so wild. I, what I have, I have a hill. And then I have a landing, and then I have a, a big hill behind that, and that hill is just covered with it. It's like it just gets it's like out of control, and it's just but, uh, you know like it'll hold it that can, hill in place and have beautiful color in the spring, and save you a lot of work if you could spin your head around on it and say, "Oh, I like yellow flowers." But if not, yeah. hack them to the ground, get one of those organic herbicides, and and keep working on it. I, I would want to keep cutting the top of those plants off so that because the top feeds the bottom and eventually you're going to win the battle. You know, we say with those, uh, <laughs> it's just so difficult to, for, to get rid of a plant like that. That's why I'm kind of pushing you towards, eh, you know, it's okay. Let it, let them do their thing. But yeah. not everybody can do that. Okay, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said the two things are burnout. What's the other one? One's called burnout. The other one's called nature's avenger. But go to your local nursery. They'll have something organic that you can use that will do a pretty good job at least getting the tops of the roots to to slow down. All right. Okay. Yep. I'll try that. Thank Thanks, you, Bob. All right, starting seeds with Mrs. Know It All coming up. And then it's Joe and Frank and I, the Coons Cooking Hour today, St. Patrick's Day recipes, Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA. Stay with us. Good morning. Okay, Mrs. Know It All coming up in just a couple of moments, but I want to give Doug a chance to promote his final day at the Duquesne Light Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show. Doug? Yes, yes, I am excited about being back at the Home and Garden Show. Last day, I'll be there at 1 o'clock. Upstairs this year at the Farm to Table Expo, uh, I've got free seeds for you, perpetual spinach, Chance to win an herb plant from Bidwell Training Center. i got a bunch of books I'm going to give away. We're going to have so much fun talking gardening and I'll give you a few tips on, on how to get things going. And it's been so much fun to see everybody. And as I said, to kind of have a sense of normalcy that I haven't seen in two or three years. And ironic that COVID hits when I'm at home at the Home and Garden Show. And now it just seems like it's back to normal. Uh, so, And where I'm at, up in the second floor, all these cool vendors from farm to table and, you know, 
cheese. Oh, the cheeses. <laughs> Actually, there's a woman right next to me, and she's, she's always asking me garden questions and, and saying, uh, I should have a sign saying, I'll work for cheese. So, Mrs. Know-It-All there yet, Rob? She, she's ready to go, Doug. All right. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. And, Denise, don't you hate getting up an hour early? Oh, hey, who said I got up? I'm still laying <laughs> <laughs> Hey, tell me about starting seeds. You tell me about your operation and when you get stuff started and what you're growing. Okay, actually, I'm going to start some things this week, uh, some peppers, because they take a little bit longer than tomatoes. But what I like to do is get a calendar with really big blocks, and I use Mother's Day as my day that things should be ready to either go in the garden or be ready to be planted in a container. So I count back 20 weeks, and I put it just a little corner, and so 2019, you keep going back. And then I look at my seed packets, and every seed packet has the information about how to grow that particular plant. So it will tell you 10 to 15 days to germination, and it might be, say, you know, 58 days until the plant either flowers or it's a vegetable and it's ready to harvest. And you add those two days together. And then that's when you figure out how long it's going to take you to get it from seed to plant. And just mark it on your calendar so you're not starting every, like your marigolds and your tomatoes together, which, you know, marigolds come up very quickly, tomatoes take longer. And that's how I do it. I use a seedlet, a um, very fine seed mix. I don't ever use garden soil because uh, there can be diseases. You could bring little friends in. You never know. And it's harder for those very delicate seeds to actually break through into the soil because it's so heavy. So using that. when, When do you start your main crop of tomatoes? I'll start them probably in two weeks. Okay. And what kind of peppers are you growing? Uh, so I am growing uh, one called uh, Monster Jalapeno or Whopper mm. Jalapeno, and that's from Park Seed because it doesn't make – I use it for my salsa. I'm growing Mad Hatters, uh, which are tiny little pepper. I don't grow uh, a lot of hot peppers. Uh, I want to be able to eat them and taste okay. them. And then I also go grow one called the Italian Bull's Horn. And I like to use that when I make sausage and peppers and some sauce. You know, it's so it's a complete meal. So, you know, peppers now, peppers are a little bit longer. Tomatoes in a couple of weeks. And are you growing flowers from seed too, or do you buy flats? I do both. It depends on what it is. Um, sometimes I just don't have the room to start all the seeds. But I typically grow Cosmos. I will grow Heliotrope. I am growing um, a marigold called Big Duck, which has huge flower heads. Oh, I love so, that one. I love that thing will flower anywhere. That's right. And I'm also growing one called Superhero Spry, which is a shorter marigold, but it is self-cleaning, so you don't have to go in and pick off the flower heads as they fade out. It's actually an All-America Selections trial winner. I grew it when I was doing seed trials. It's, it's a fabulous plant. So 
I have that. But there's other ones that I may go out and buy. I'll grow geraniums from seed. Geraniums are, people are always a little flustered by that. The seed geraniums are very easy to grow. And, you know, um, impatience, petunias, the wave petunia is very easy to grow. Just make sure you transplant it into a bigger container before you get it out to the garden. because It grows pretty fast. What are you using for a light source? What What's uh, providing the light? Uh, I am actually using LED lights. Now, I am not using the ones that are specialized. I did get these from a store that was having a sale on LED lights. And so my husband built me a seed starting station this year. And it actually folds away after the season, which is why I like this. So I will have one light on the top because it's tent-shaped. And then the second level will have uh, two sets of lights on it. But I like to use LED lights because it gives good light. The bulbs are not that expensive. And the fact that it's much cooler and it doesn't suck up my electricity bill. Yeah, cheaper to run. Back in the day, I was, you know, of course, using fluorescents. And in the day, those were cheap. But nowadays, they're not. Real quick, run over a couple of tomatoes that you're growing, because I know you've got uh, certainly a favorite paste tomato, but what other tomatoes, too? Uh, I actually grow uh, Whopper, which is a good mid-season tomato. I'm also growing an old heirloom called Delicious, which once produced, I think, like a seven-pound tomato. I've yeah, never a good had a seven-pounder. Yeah. And um, Mortgage Lifter, which is another one I grow. And then I've got all my beans that I grow pole beans because they take up less room in the garden. Uh, I grow one called emerite, which is a great, what they call a haricover. It's a very thin bean, and it's a very prolific producer. We're still eating beans from last summer. And wow. then, of course, I'm growing beets because i got to make my pickled beets. And, <laughs> and the plant that I started from seed real quick a couple of years ago, it's heirloom celery and it doesn't form the stalks it forms leaves these leaves are so fragrant i dry them and put them in a jar and just keep them out of the light and if i need celery flavoring for like a soup or something i can just use these and the flavor really keeps well good stuff mrs know it all is always great information appreciate it now Go to DougOster.com. You've got information there about uh, joining me on my trip to the Chelsea Flower Show and to Holland. Uh, also, where you can sign up for those new free classes. I get 10 weeks of free classes, garden classes, to help you out on your garden. Uh, today I'll be at the Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show last day, uh, 1 p.m., talking and giving away seeds, giving away all sorts of other stuff. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data Fixed Median Download Speeds USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.